the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I referred in the analysis of the Holly Drag Storytime cancellation and the subsequent co-opting of it by the organizers who themselves canceled the event because of a dispute with the drag performers, not because Columbus police didn't help them out, that this extends its tentacles into really a lot of the things that are dogging our country right now. And whether our country holds together or comes apart at the seams, I think will prove to either be done or not be done around the issue of the continued advances on tradition by the LGBTQ movement. You look at this case before the Supreme Court right now. Not even this, just this case, 303 Creative, the website designer in Colorado. I mean, the case this past June that overturned Roe versus Wade. Pretty much everything in our country that has gone off the rails over the last 50 years, that's when Roe versus Wade happened, is related to how we in our country are going to reconcile sexual ethics. It really is. The divorce rate, the uh, proliferation of welfare in the black community related to the disintegration of the black family, the astronomical single motherhood rate, drug abuse, crime, all of it can fall under the umbrella of deteriorating and disintegrating morality in our country. If we held to morality... Would crime go down? If we held to morality, would abortion vanish? If we held to morality, would marriages flourish? If we held to morality, would kids have two parents and have a chance? If we held to morality, would we have a lot of the straying from reading, writing, and arithmetic in our schools to a point now where we have teachers and administrators and school boards believing that it's okay to indoctrinate kids as young as kindergarten? into sexual orientation and sexual ideology that is a direct contradiction to biblical morality. I mean, it's really hard to find anything in our country, even the border. Look at the border. Do we have a secure border? Should we have a secure border? Well, I mean, if you think that it's not moral to keep people out of our country. We ought to take everybody in. And yeah, I mean, it sure exposes us to probably terrorism danger and, you know, we can't really afford it. So it puts a stress on our entitlement programs and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, if I I really look at my morality tells me that we got to let everybody in. Well, that's not biblical. Why did they build walls around every city? In Bible times, I mean, they thought walls were good. We're not allowed to have a wall on our southern border. But this 
conflict between what some people think is moral and what some people think is immoral is really at the root of every single issue going on in our country right now. The compromise of the family has led to all sorts of problems, and we're going to have to decide, the Supreme Court is going to have to decide, and you know, pretty much it's obvious if the Supreme Court decides too many more cases against how Joe Biden and the Democrats want them decided, well, then we'll just get rid of the Supreme Court. We'll just radically change the composition of the Supreme Court if we can. It's pretty hard not to connect every story that's in the news right now to deteriorating morality and the lust for power. Look at the Elon Musk Twitter thing. The Democrats are treating that like, oh, what did Corinne Jean-Pierre say yesterday? Oh, it's a distraction and it's old news. It's a distraction that the party which won the presidency, the Senate, and the House of Representatives in the 2020 election was colluding with a major social media network to silence a story that quite possibly would have turned the election in the other direction? That's a distraction? I kind of think that's more than a distraction. I kind of think that's a highly consequential crime against the Constitution. It's not a distraction. And it's certainly not old news. These are new revelations from Twitter. Oh, the Hunter Biden laptop's been out there forever. Yeah, but the part about the Democratic National Committee, which has among its members the sitting governor of the state of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, this is the Democratic effort to stonewall this. To say, well, it was the Democratic National Committee, but that's not the Biden administration. That doesn't have anything to do with Joe Biden. That doesn't have anything to do with any current elected officials. Well, who sits on the Democratic National Committee? The governor of the state of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, and the senator from the state of Illinois, Tammy Duckworth. Those are two people who are on that committee. Do you know what other committee? On the Democratic National Committee. And then if you're a senator, you're on various committees in the Senate. Do you know which one of the committees Tammy Duckworth, the senator from Illinois, is on? She's on the committee that, what do you know, oversees big tech. (laughs) Does that sound copacetic and kosher to you? That she could be on the committee in the Senate overseeing big tech, and she's also on the Democratic National Committee that was colluding with Twitter to keep the Hunter Biden story out of the news because if it got publicized and got shared and got widely known, Joe Biden might not get elected president. So it's all a matter of what's your view of morality? What's your view of telling the truth? What's your view of sexual ethics that are time-tested and honored and have proven to be good for our country and the family and kids and schools and everything else? Or we're going to expand. You know, we're going to, you know, about the time we We got abortion because we had the free love era in the 1960s. And we got individual sexual expression and all these things. Has that been good? Has that been good for our country? Has that been good for the black family? Has that been good for women? We got feminism. Has that been good for women? Do people who were engaged in like multiple relationships and, you know, open relationships, do they look happy? Do they flourish? Or are those overwhelmingly the people who are depressed and seeking to mitigate their depression with alcohol, drugs, and other things? Does that feed crime? Do we have a demand for drugs on our inner city streets? I think we do. 
So the left has no solution for this kind of loneliness and exploitation, except we ought to do more of what we're doing. We ought to expand the sexual revolution. We ought to expand it to include LGBTQ people as a protected class, just like black people are a protected class or Hispanics are a protected class. The problem with that is you don't choose to be black. You don't choose to be Hispanic. You don't choose to be male or female. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now they want you to be able to choose that. But let's just put that nonsense aside for the moment. But your sexual orientation, though they would love to tell you it is innate and in their DNA, there has never been found a gay gene. And then you know what? There never will be either because God created male and female. And the Bible is very clear on sexual morality. And God would not create people who are innately created with a piece of them that would cause them to violate his law. He just would not. A loving God would not do that. A perfect God would not do that. A just God would not do that. And you can say, well, I don't believe in God. Okay, that's fine. Do you believe in gravity? If you don't believe in gravity, go jump off a building and see if gravity is something that your belief changes. It doesn't. Okay? You don't have to believe. But the things that are in place that are God-ordained, are, whether you think they are or not. Are people happier when they're in a faithful marriage where a husband and a wife work out their differences, stay together, sacrifice for each other instead of being selfish and putting themselves first? I think that's pretty much proven. So we'll see what the Supreme Court does with this 303 creative case, but it's all going to boil down. The future of our country is going to boil down to do we give the LGBTQ movement, the protected class that it demands. So you might remember a couple years ago when, why can't I ever remember this guy's last name? Jack, Jack somebody, Jack the cake baker from Denver, the masterpiece cake shop guy. He was asked to bake a cake for an LGBTQ wedding. He said no. Can't do it. Conflicts with his religious beliefs. Now, uh, they went right back at him after he won the case. The Supreme Court didn't bulletproof religious liberty. So they went right back at him. State of Colorado went right back at him. State of Colorado has an anti-LGBTQ discrimination law that basically says, if you're a business and an LGBTQ person wants to be a customer, you have to do what they tell you to do. I think it's Jack Wilson, maybe. Jack said, no, I'm not going to do that. So they went right back. So the next guy called him and wanted to do a gender reveal cake. And there was some kind of, with a satanic character on it. And the guy said, no, not going to do that. So boom, right back in court he goes. Now, this wedding planner, uh, this wedding uh, a website creator, Lori Smith in Colorado, she's in front of the Supreme Court because she wants to make custom websites for weddings. It's amazing my wife and I are so happily married after 20 plus years of marriage, and we didn't even have a wedding website. Things have changed. But at any rate... She said, I don't want to make a wedding website for an LGBTQ wedding. It conflicts with my religious beliefs. And, of course, the wokesters on the court, Sotomayor, 
and Katanji Brown Jackson. Imagine how confused Katanji Brown Jackson is about weddings, not knowing how to define a woman. Uh, but at any rate, uh, they are contending that, well, you know, uh, if you if you don't have to make a website for a, a same-sex couple wedding, like, what's to keep you from saying that you won't serve black people? Well, here's the hole in the argument. Both the cake baker and Lori Smith, the woman from the firm that she started, 303 Creative, do not say that they will not do services for LGBTQ couples. They say they will not do wedding services for them. But they'll gladly welcome it. Want a cake? Come on in. I'll sell you a cake. But not for a wedding. Want a birthday cake? Come on in. There are lots of them. I'll make you your own custom birthday cake. Want me to make a website about your business or blah, blah, blah? Sure. No problem. No problem. So... I don't know how we can, any of us, expect to have, because, you know, if the, if the court would say, no, you have to do it, whatever the LGBTQ community wants, you have to do it. How long do you think it'll take before the pastor at your church, if he dare preaches about morality and marriage, if he dare preaches about the destruction of the LGBTQ lifestyle, how long do you think it'll take before he finds himself charged by some member of the LGBTQ community, and your church is in the crosshairs of an expensive court case, already in Canada, you can't preach biblical morality from the pulpit. Does the left ever hold a victory party when they win? No, they do not. So that's where this is headed if Lori Smith loses this case. Donna in Clintonville has a thought. Hello, Donna. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Hello. Hello, Donna. Um, yeah, I'm calling in because I, the, the only people that are getting any attention from this is the Proud Boys. But if any of the local media would have even been there, if somebody had been there, if you'd have went down that street nearest to the school, there were lots of us grandparents down there. Parents, grandparents, black, white, they won't show it. Of course They're, not. The, the, this is the media in Columbus. Yeah, we would have gladly everywhere. talked to them. It's the there media were even everywhere. two Muslim men there, and they were saying this stuff is crazy. This stuff is crazy. They couldn't even bear it, speak very well. As to the Proud Boys, they were very nice. I know that they've you know, been accused of bad things. That day, they were nice. They instructed me where to park. I'm a disabled 60-year-old woman. I have three grandchildren in this district, um, and that's why I went. We had planned on this, grandparents, way before the Proud Boys ever even decided to come along. But I met that group that day. Those boys were very nice. They even walked me to my car. Donna, um, an extreme, are you saying... was there, Donna, and they were just, yes. Are you saying that someone who might do something bad once is actually capable of doing something nice another time? Well, they just, you know, they've got a, a reputation out there. Well, I, I didn't I'm see that. As... I'm teasing you, because that's the view put forth in the media, that the Proud Boys were at the Capitol, and some of the Proud Boys have been charged with seditious conspiracy. And so anybody who thinks like the Proud Boys do on any particular issue that could be completely, and in this case was, completely unrelated to January 6th, 
That's how they demonize you. And I'm happy That's you were there. Yeah. Them boys were nice, and there were black ones and white ones. Yeah. So where did they get this white racist group? I come home. I left that day being a grandma. After I seen this group and what they were standing for, they were chanting, 18 and up, and we go home. These are things, these are things I stand for as a grandparent. Well, keep so, standing for because them. Because they could chant louder, mate, more power to them. They were a nice, all I'm saying is they were a very nice group of young men. I wasn't intimidated because most of the grandparents were carrying guns, too. At no point in time did I feel unsafe because people were, were there with guns. I, I don't know. My dad was in, in the Army, in the service, so... You know, I just don't get scared in the presence of a gun. I'd rather be in the presence of somebody who knows how to shoot a gun. Well, Donna, and I was two other. Let me just say that it is very important that people who are not scared of the way that these events will be twisted to make you and other grandparents and other law-abiding citizens look evil. They will be twisted. The events will be twisted to make you look evil. You are not evil, you are standing up for your grandkids, for kids, and you have every right in this nation to peacefully protest, carrying a gun if you want to, because that's not against the laws of the state of Ohio. And we need more people like you and more people who will show up for protests of events like this. And had I not been committed to an out-of-town event on business, I would have been there too. And you're absolutely right. The local media will portray this as if every single person there who was protesting against this drag show at this church, at which they offered free admission to any child under the age of two, they will use the Proud Boys presence there and what the Proud Boys are charged charged with in Washington, D.C. to denigrate everyone there as if you hold the exact same views to the exact same extent as the Proud Boys. It is a little game that they play. They are not invested in reporting authentically. They are not invested in truth. They are, if you, particularly if you watch NBC4, they are 100% on board with the LGBTQ agenda. That's a corporate decision, and nobody at NBC4 locally has the courage to say, if I don't believe this, I'm going to stand up and push back against it in my workplace. So... I'm not the least bit surprised. Your eyes are wide open. You understand the duplicity of those involved in this at every level. And all I can do is encourage you to keep standing for truth and to keep standing up for your kids. That is what we're called to do biblically. Stand against evil. And that's what you were doing Saturday. And that's what everybody else there on your side was doing Saturday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.